0: The Will Kane Show Podcast is presented by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase, every day. What's in your wallet?
1: You're listening to the Rosolo NBA Podcast with Ryan Rossillo. It's an emergency Joel Embiid Rosolo pod. Emergency. Uh, this is unreal. I... Can't believe what we are seeing. Um, not that we didn't think Embiid was going to be good, but my God! So let's do all of this right here. It may only be, be Embiid. I mean, how do I use my Cavs Hornets notes? You know what I'm saying? Like how do I use my Cavs Hornets notes after last night's gutty win by the Cleveland Cavaliers? Um, but no, this is all about Joel Embiid. This is all about a Sixers team that is now eight and six. And the weird question that seems, and I'm so not the, it's, let's do this. I'm I'm actually, to a fault, slow on things at times. Because I'm like, hold on, are we sure, are we sure that's going to happen? And Embiid looks like the best player in the NBA. And as I say that out loud, I'm kind of just going, do I really want to say that? Do I really want to say that? I'm like, yeah, well, okay, all right. Is he the best? No. It, to me... Takes a little bit longer than um, dominating this league and, and, again, humiliating. Those are my words that I used when I watched him against the Clippers. Humiliating a front line of grown men. Willie Reed tackled him. That's how upset he was with what Embiid was doing to him. DeAndre Jordan, because there's that weird thing that Embiid does where he kind of gets into this little up fake deal and you go, well, he can't go for the up fake every time and he stuck a 15-footer in DeAndre Jordan's face. And then later on, he kind of upvakes a little bit and just drives by him, dunk, and nobody's going to help defend on that thing. So Embiid last night, in the win of the Sixers against L.A., 46 points, 15 boards, 7 assists, 7 blocks, 16 of 19 from the free throw line, and 14 of 20 overall. He is, once again, 23 years old, and now in his fourth season, which is pretty crazy, uh, because he missed his first two. So, what does all of this mean? Uh, I'm almost speechless about this because when you watch him at Kansas, and you don't have to listen to me about this one, because I know I've been I know I've been labeled anti sixer because I just think young teams like this usually stink, and because they always do. And now I'm like, maybe, maybe they're going to be good. Like, is, what's good, 500? Are they better than 500? Like, I'm starting to ask all sorts of stupid questions now. I mean, we're getting really dumb with this, and it's all because of the excitement of Embiid and what this is and that it, you're going, Um. Or, you know, we're going to start saying dumb stuff like, well, if Embiid and these guys and all their length, they go up against the Warriors, is this the new model to beat the Warriors? I mean, that seems insane. That doesn't seem like it's very smart to suggest the Warriors are going to be in trouble against Embiid and the Sixers. But that's how impressive Embiid is last night. So I wanted to go back and find my, my, um, my 2014 scouting report on him and then read it. And then if it's accurate, cause it's, it's good and I feel good about it. That's probably why I was going to read it. I was going to read you my Craig Bracken's scouting report, but, uh, I went back and read my Jokic one, which is pretty funny. Uh, yeah, it's just a really, Chirps right up. I I can't tell. Like, I'm so impressed and not myself right now. I don't even know this has been a good start to the podcast.
0: Everyone's just in sheer shock and awe, and I'm not sure there's a right or wrong way to do this or right or wrong way to react to it because it was unbelievable.
1: I almost want to start over, and I'm not going to, but I couldn't find the Embiid scattering reports on my other computer. I was going to read it, and then if it's accurate, people are going to go, oh, you just did that. I mean, here's the deal. like, I'm never going to meet almost every single one of you, so why would I Why would I read it and then hope to impress people that I'm never, ever going to meet unless you have, I don't know, a really attractive sister who you want to introduce me to who loves the hoops and also is not clingy, but um, when you watch him in Kansas, let me do this. Okay, all right. Starting over, three, two, one. Not for real, but... When you watch him at Kansas, you go, okay, all right, this guy's impressive. He's seven foot plus. He's thick. He's he moves like crazy. This is great. Oh my god, look at this guy running around. Um, he's got a little touch on his shot. You know that Kansas team was weird because it was so talented, and and you didn't know, okay, is this really all going to work out? And the thing that I remember seeing, I go, whoa. He would catch it in the post, and he would throw opposite. He'd catch it on the block. He'd see the double come to him and he'd kick it out to the opposite three point line. And you go, wait a minute. Like, where's, where's he figuring that out? Like, that seems crazy. And then I talked to, you know, one of the trusted scouts that I talked to and he goes, this dude, he goes, he's insane because he's insane. But then he gets hurt and then it's a back thing for a big guy. And, you know, Wiggins one, Jabari Parker two, and Jabari, by the way, before his knee injury, going to be good. But I thought Embiid was the best player in the draft, but I could totally understand not taking him when he's that big. And so then he sits out two years, and he plays 31. He's dominant last season, but you go, he plays, he's played 31 games in three years. Like, what is this going to look at? And he was really good last year, 20 and 8, two assists, two and a half blocks, uh only 25 minutes a game. He's giving you 20 and 8 and those block numbers. And I'm going, are you going to pay him 100 you know, fifty million dollars. Like I don't know, know that I would do it. And I said, okay, you know, like I think I would look to trade him instead of having to do that kind of contract. Uh So obviously, I'm getting killed for that, and I totally get it. But that's also all right. Let's hope he stays healthy this whole time because it's a back, and then it's a foot thing, and it's all these things. Now I'm not thinking about any of it. What I'm thinking about is this league, and that every week we're finding a new young guy. Not that Embiid is brand new, but to see him play like he did last night, where he just goes off against the Lakers. I'm gonna give you that line one more time. 46-15, and that's in 34 minutes. I have no idea why Luke Walton tried to single cover him with with Julius Randle. Because if you're trying to go small against Embiid, it doesn't work that way. And that's the other thing that we're finding out that's scary for the rest of the league. As much as we all love the small thing, and it's like, wait a minute, how come it took like until 2015 for people to realize, you know what we should do? Just put more better players on the floor instead of big guys. Yeah, that's going to make... What do you want to do? Let's put two shooters on the floor. I don't know. How about we put five shooters on the floor? Wow. That's crazy. That'll never work. Well, no, it's working. But when you go small against Embiid, you're really just screwing yourself because he can run with your small guy. And he can move defensively. I mean, he's incredible. So you go Julius Randle, who gets work, but everybody you know, Bogut at least would have given you some kind of resistance, but I think that was a mistake by Walton. But none of it really matters because the other part of this whole thing, and this is the Sixers' equation, is that Embiid's a great passer, but so is Sarich and so is Simmons. So you watch that lineup and you go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. We got Sarich, Simmons, Covington, who's 6'9", and apparently doesn't miss anymore. And congrats on his contract, because that contract's great for him. 16, 15 and a half mil uh, for four years. That's per, just to understand. Cap goes up. Um, and Embiid. So Embiid, Sarich, Simmons, Covington, that is so much length. Like, just watch them. Instead of watching the ball at one point, watch the Sixers when those four guys are out there and go, holy hell, I can't believe how long. And Saric can pass. Saric coming over to the States, when you watched him play internationally, he was a guy that, you go, man, he's got some really great playmaking skills. And I love Brett Brown. Like, Brett Brown deserves all of the love because he's starting Simmons at point guard. I think other guys would be dumb about this. Simmons can't shoot. Simmons can't shoot, and he's awesome. Simmons does this thing where he's so good with his handle and his size that he can get anywhere he wants. He can dribble around guys that are much smaller than him. And then he gets in this spot where most guys would pull up and shoot, and he's doing this weird, like, goes. he goes straight up off the dribble and does this kind of floating, running hook, and it goes in. He did this underhanded thing the other day that was weird. And he hasn't even started to shoot, and he's scary to deal with. And he got into a uh, pick-and-roll deal where he came down, he's down the middle of the paint, two guys go to him, no look, bounce pass, laterally, to Embiid, finish. You're like, how did he even see that stuff? So he can pass, Sarge can pass, Embiid can pass. Embiid could pass, as I'm telling you, back at Kansas, he saw passes that young players that have been playing in the States forever don't ever see. There's NBA guys that will never see some of the passes that Embiid made while he was at Kansas. Just really smart post stuff. So if you double him last night in your Luke Walton, he's going to burn you. And I also don't know why Lonzo Ball was guarding Ben Simmons. Like what did you what did you expect was going to happen there? I mean, I guess you can try to play it straight for as long as you can see if you get away with a quarter of possession or something like that. And also Lonzo, you know, didn't play in the fourth, but that's not what this is about right now. That's happened a couple games by the way that are close. Where Lonzo didn't get back out there. But Philly is 20th in offensive efficiency. Which seems weird because you go, wait a minute, aren't these guys awesome right now? Um, they are, they were saying last night they led the league in passes per possession, but then once MB decides to destroy everybody on these moves, I mean, he euro stepped a center and it wasn't a travel. He had another post move in the paint where he gave you the one extra move that, yeah, you could argue was a travel, but I don't care. Although I've noticed more and more this year that certain players are just allowed to do whatever they want. I know everybody's going to say, oh, that's always been the star treatment. I feel like this year more than ever because they're calling guys for kind of that rocking two-step into their dribble drive thing. It's never, ever been called, and they're calling it on guys. And I think they called it a patchouli, like twice in three possessions. And you go, nobody ever really calls that, although it's a great trick in a pickup game. If you go, let me get to my second step before my first dribble, and then everybody's like, man, he's got a great first step. You're like, actually, I actually have two. Um. So that's, I mean, look, that's just kind of where I'm at with this whole thing. I, I don't know, you know, this this league, the analogy that I used on Twitter was that the NBA feels like late 1400s exploring, where you go, hey, we're in Barbados. This is awesome. Look at all the fruit. Look at the waterfalls. All right, cool. Let's Let's get on the boat and hit up another spot. Now we're in Venezuela, and there's zinc here. There's zinc and fruit and waterfalls, bountiful fruit. All right, let's go a little bit further south. Now we're in Brazil. Wow, there's there's silver here and fruit. And now we're in Colombia, and there's blow, fruit, and gold. You know? So... (laughs) I, that's what every week it's okay. Is Giannis the best player in the league? Oh, well, okay. You know, LeBron's still playing. Is Giannis going to be the best player in the league? Okay, maybe. You know, is he MVP? Let's take this thing seriously. And sometimes, you know, look, dudes do this for a living that go, I want Giannis to be MVP. And then that guy will root for it and then sell that campaign to you all season long. And I don't usually, like, it's rare for me to be like, okay, you know what I'm going to tell you right now? I think that um Jason Tatum is going to be the best small forward in the NBA in three years. He might be. That'd be weird, though. I mean, Durant's still going to be really good. But I'm not usually the one that will go, like how in front of the take can I get? Can I tow this take behind me for three-plus years? But I am going to be horribly wrong about a young team that always stinks if this Sixers team keeps doing this. Their defensive efficiency is kind of in that middle of the pack. That's good enough. Because like I've said forever, those teams are usually so bad but maybe they just get by with length. And right now, the real plus-minus stuff is out, which is not always the best. But, you know, Embiid's right there. I mean, he's number uh, two in the NBA. And this is crazy because a guy that's never been that high in this, I don't think, is DeMarcus Cousins. He's number one on this deal. Um, you know, so these things are happening. The Sixers are good, and they've been playing road games. And Mark Jackson basically was telling you yesterday, that was weird on the broadcast, he goes, L.A., Day off, LA again, and these guys came out ready. Was Mark Jackson admitting that he was hungover during the broadcast? Because he was like, "Man, I'm going to tell you, I'm a little hurting," and I'm like, "What?" I mean, it could have just been a couple steaks and some desserts.
0: Well, it's usually Sundays in Toronto, right? The, the Sunday
1: start. Toronto is always the one where now everybody's back
0: to back LA game, which makes more sense, I think.
1: Yeah, the Sunday Toronto because that game on Sunday would always be early. So on the not on the NFL days, I'd have a Raptors game up on my TV set up in the basement, and I. uh I'd always think that that team was always hung over because NBA dudes love Toronto. They'd be out with DJ who kid. Uh, yeah. So we got right. We got the Sixers who are apparently going to be good. And going to be MVP. Simmons is going to be rookie of the year and take MVP of votes away from him. Like, you know, look, I'm being a little silly about this thing. Uh, and then the Sixers, excuse me, the Celtics are the best defensive team in the league and they're really young. And Kyrie's good now on defense. So, I know the Warriors are still great. I know LeBron's awesome. I know they stink on defense, Cleveland. And then the rest of the stuff that I'm supposed to accept as fact is stuff that you just don't really see happen. And that's crazy. I mean, look, we last week was Porzingis. So it's been Giannis, it's been Simmons, it's been Porzingis. It's like, don't leave out Jokic. It's been now Embiid. But what Embiid did last night is just a, it felt like, we knew he was great. We knew if he was healthy, he was going to be great. But last night felt a little different. Maybe it's L.A., maybe it's because of the ESPN game. But that was that was an awakening. That was a rebirth. That was a crossing over into an awareness now for Embiid and who he could be that, um, you know, that that was it. That was November. What do we got here? Yeah, November fifteenth, two thousand seventeen. That's his new birthday. I don't even know if that podcast was good or not. Um, by the way, good win by the T Wolves last night. I thought that was a good win. Watched that game, and I think it was Jim Peterson again on the on the call of that one uh, for the T Wolves. He actually pointed out this unbelievable. Scenario there late where Tibbs was yelling out a call and then the announcer goes, yeah, that's wedge roll. It's supposed to be a screen up by Taj Gibson and then Taj didn't set it because he was annoyed and had a mismatch um, against Kyle Anderson. He just posted him and that was a big bucket at that time. And Carl anthony Towns, you know what? Let me double double check to see where he is for centers here. Um, unless they're putting him down as a power forward, which I'm sure they are. Uh, mm Maybe they're not. I always love this sorting. Hey, Ryan, can you do a podcast where you click on pages on the internet and narrate it? Yeah, I can do that. That'd be easy. Wait a minute. That drill is on sale at Lowe's? Oh, that's not the 18-volt. Yeah, I want a pleaser. Ten ways? Okay, let's go through these. Uh, all right, I can't find Carl Anthony Towns. I'll do that while I'm answering questions. How's that sound? That'll be a fun game.
0: Here we go. Yep.
1: Respect the game.
0: Predictably, all Embiid questions. <laughs> or Sixers related.
1: Okay. I don't care. Go for it.
0: No, they're, they're actually great. No one wants to know, does the emergence of Embiid and Simmons, along with Giannis, Porzingis, and the Celtics, make you think LeBron's run in the East is going to end sooner than expected? Oh,
1: that's a really good question. That is a great question.
0: Um. You know, as I've
1: said a million times on the various outlets that the whole LeBron's out of Cleveland thing is overrated, because it is, uh, which doesn't mean he's staying, but that, you know, the way it's always been explained, it's like, why would he leave the East? Why would he leave the East? Why would he run into the Warriors earlier? Um, You know, the the all-time LeBron hater would say something like, he'll go to the West so he can lose in the playoffs instead of having more finals losses, so he looks like he's even worse than Jordan. I'm like, you know, that's the... That's the Ohio State rule, you know. There's people laughing at Ohio State and smashing back-to-back national championships years ago, going like acting like I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather have the girl, I'd rather never ask a girl out than have someone say no to me. And you know, at least Ohio State was playing a national championship, despite how bad it went um, in the LSU and Florida games. And for LeBron, you know, you're you're a real hater if you're like, no, he, you know, he'd go to the West so he doesn't have to lose in the finals again, but. Okay, there's probably going to have to be some sort of deep breath, cold shower thing. As much as last night was really fun, um, and go you you I mean you want to pick the Sixers? Like when would you start picking the Sixers against him? And this is still without Fultz, and I'm not going to be a guy that beats up on Fultz. I may have liked Tatum just as much as him before the draft, and thought what Ainge did was was masterful. But um, it's totally totally unfair to. Uh, to just go, oh, you know, he's, he's, he's trash. Uh, cause that's the scary thing about the Sixers. Like, imagine if he's good. Dude. Soup. Is it the first 23 and under super team? <laughs> and I look, like I said, I can't, like, I'm a little different now on the, my tone here, Saruti, because yeah, I said they were going to stink. And I'm like, is this really going to happen? Or are we going to have some weird stretch? Here we go, I remember when we thought the Sixers were good? They were eight and six. Another fifteen and twenty five. Like I still think there's a chance that kind of happens, but not if Embiid is this dude, not if Simmons is this guy. I thought they'd be good, and I like them, but man. So yeah, Giannis. I mean, look. The other thing with the the sneaky thing with the Bucks, with all the Giannis stuff, is they're all right. You know,
0: great. I mean, they've been good since they got blood. Better, yep. So better.
1: Yep. But they're still pretty terrible defensively. So. You know, I mean, yeah, Giannis is fun and Zinger's fun, but I mean, those teams aren't beating LeBron. Would they beat him? I mean, whatever they are right now, in two years, are they going to be good enough to beat LeBron?
0: You know? How about this question? We We actually kicked this around yesterday in the pre-show, and I'm going rogue here. Do it. Would you rather be the Sixers going forward or the Celtics going forward?
1: That's an awesome, awesome question because there's a chance there's not one Celtic that will be as good as two of the Sixers. And I'd rather have the guys that are the best as opposed to the depth. Now The Celtics' depth is stupid. Jalen's better than I thought he would be. Marcus is an interesting dude, as we've said. I don't know how you pay him. I don't know what you pay him. But he's great. Also,
0: shout-out to the guy wearing the Marcus Smart jersey at Sayuleta Taco last night. That's
1: right. A kid came up, said he's a huge fan, huge Celtics fan, wearing a Marcus Smart tank not a jersey T tank his dad was really nice too uh, so it's Kyrie it's Tatum it's Jalen you know Horford will be on the other side of 30 Gordon comes back uh, I can't believe the Celtics won and by the way if the Celtics beat the Warriors tonight get ready for it it's gonna be as the Warriors run over the Celtics are good they're not this good this is this is a bit much you got me on that one, Cerruti, or no?
0: I don't even... I'm not even sure I believe the Celtics are coming out of the East. Yeah. So to say that the Warriors' run is over... You're right. People will say it. People will be like, whoa. If Boston beats them tonight, get ready for it. So. I don't know. This is the kind of game for me, though, the Warriors are like, hey, let's get up for this game and just shut everybody up. It's at least like one of the ten games in the regular season that they can care about. Yeah. But the Celtics have done a good job against them. But again,
1: those are completely different teams. I'm surprised I'm not going tonight, but I have to go to Penn State tomorrow. So I, uh, I got, I want to go, but I, I just can't, I can't do it. Okay. Next one. So First I didn't really answer even- that. I didn't really answer that today. I think I didn't answer on purpose, but I'd rather be the Sixers, what, in two years or the Celtics or just,
0: just not even in two years, just yeah, right. 10X10. Going forward, would you
1: trade one roster yeah. for the other one? Uh, I don't think I would trade the Celtics roster, actually. I don't think I would, um, because look, the Embiid. The Like, the Embiid injury didn't go away last night. The concern about his health isn't now just gone forever. I mean, is it fair to still have that be something that scares the hell out of you? Like, Embiid, at his best, is probably better than all these other dudes we talk about. I mean, like, I didn't even mention Carl Anthony Towns and that young group of guys that every night it seems like we're discovering some new land. But... um. You know, we are seeing it. I mean, it's evolution right in front of our face at a rapid pace in basketball. Respect the game.
0: All right, next one. This is from Alex. He goes, Do you think with the emergence of Simmons and MB that this could be a future all star destination for free agents? That
1: is the awesome question. Hint, hint LeBron. Yeah, hint, hint LeBron. Um, he and Simmons, obviously, same agent, or better said, Simmons is represented by LeBron. Uh,. That is different. That's a different question because he was never going to New York while Phil was there, documented, told, sauced. Uh, also, that he would never go to the Celtics, also sauces. But now that Phil's gone, he would go to New York. And like I said last year, and Jacoby's also said it too, and I sent him a no. I go, I don't know if you're guessing or if you heard it from somebody, but you're right that LeBron would love to envision a scenario where his oldest is good enough to play in the NBA and they play together. That was like the Knicks scenario that I was told. So uh huh. No I, I'm not honestly, I feel like nothing should be ruled out with the Sixers. Like I, I wake up today going screaming anything's possible like two
0: thousand eight Kevin Garnett. Anything's possible All right, last one. Was he really only at sixty nine percent last night? Who MB <laughs> <laughs> Uh I hope
1: I hope for his sake. I'd love to know what the other thirty-one percent looks like, but I'm going to guess he was closer to a hundred. All right, I'm I'm emotional. I'm shook. I'm all of these things right now. But it was that's the kind of game where if you ha- if you missed it, go find it and watch it. And I was I taped the second half and went upstairs because we had a big uh, big dinner with the crew celebrating massive podcast numbers. And uh, so we did a whole Will Cain, entire staff dinner. It was great. And I was running home because I was like, all right, I want to watch the end of the Cavs. I had to make a phone call uh, about Chip Kelly, which, dude, I mean, talk about who's the Ben, ben Simmons of content. This guy. Although, what would my can't, can't shoot be? I don't know. We'll figure that one out later. Uh, Smiling. What's that? Smiling. Smiling sure i'll take that if that's the worst thing you can say about Man. my ability on the ears that i don't smile enough i'll take that uh yeah i and so i i watched the first half i was like this is awesome i was like but you know what maybe i'll get up you know because sometimes i'll do that i'll tape something late i i be like i'll get up tomorrow and then i was like eh. It it's kind of like ice cream i'm like "Ah, i'll take a couple scoops next thing i know the pint's empty and i could have been happier